Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome to the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack Franchuli for Wahoo's 24-7. And on Monday, we recapped the last week's game. On Wednesday, we broke down the big headlines from Tony Elliott's press conference. Today, we're focused on the Illinois matchup against Virginia. UVA is traveling to Illinois on Saturday for the first road test of the season. This will be Tony Elliott and his staff's first road game of their tenure of the Elliott era, and they would like to start on a winning note. Now, when you look at this Illinois matchup, this screams whoever establishes the run is going to win this game. When you look at what Illinois and what Virginia bring to the table, you realize that, yes, Illinois is going to use Chase Brown as much as possible. He is one of the best running backs in the country. So that's going to be a key, is stopping him. When you look at Virginia and what they didn't do in Richmond, which was stop the run effectively in that first quarter especially, got better in the second quarter after adjustments, and the third and fourth quarter was better because Josh Ahern was starting. So Richmond is just one game to really evaluate how far this team has come about stopping the run because Josh Ahern is obviously going to be a big piece when it comes to stopping the run. Now, the good news is that Virginia was able to stop the run on occasion last season. When you look back through film, they were able to stop some big rushers from accomplishing things, it's just that they gave away big plays. When you look at the game against Richmond, they failed to stop the run effectively early on. Again, adjustments and adding Josh Hearn did change things, but they also didn't allow big plays. That was a problem last year. That wasn't a problem against Richmond. That was a problem even against lesser competition when you think about it last season. This wasn't the case. I think they only had one or two plays, one play, one passing play and one rushing plays that was would be considered a big play. So that is a positive. So that's the big thing. Establishing the run for Virginia and stopping the run when it comes to Illinois. 
So the matchup is going to be Josh Hayhern, Nick Jackson against Chase Brown. Then it's going to be Virginia's inexperienced O-line against an experienced Illinois D-line. That is very physical. This O-line is going to have to grow a lot in one week. And good news is Jonathan Leach is expected to feature a lot more in this rotation. I would say he would even start this game against Illinois on the road. So that is going to be a key matchup as well. It's going to be one in the trenches. Virginia's defensive line is going to get some, needs to get some push, needs to create some pass rush because Tommy DeVito is not Arthur Sitkowski. And we're going to dive in a little bit more when it comes to Illinois after the break when we have Jeremy Warner who writes for our Illinois site, does an amazing job there. He's going to break down Illinois a little bit in more in depth. But Arthur Siskowski was the quarterback that Virginia saw last season. He was more of a pocket passer. Tommy DeVito is not Arthur Siskowski. He can hurt you with your le- with his legs as well as his arm. So this is going to be a different sort of quarterback than Virginia saw last season. So a different also offense compared to what they saw last season. So when you are looking at this offense for Illinois, you say, yes, they have Chase Brown, but they have a more effective passer as well. So pass rush will be key because if you're Coach Rudd, you're looking, all right, we need to stop the run and force them to throw, but then we got to make sure that they're not effective in their run game because Illinois is coming in and saying, we need to establish the run and we need to control this game clock. Virginia is coming in and saying, we need to stop the run, but we also need to have this running game because we also need to control the clock. Yes, Brennan Armstrong is a great weapon, and you're going to go attack him in the air, which is what they should do because that is their strength. But at the same time, you don't want to have Illinois' offense on the field that long and have your defense on the field that long so you get gas. So you need to have that balance. Let there that word again. You need to have a balanced offense to be successful. So That is basically your Cliff Notes version of what the game preview to this game, what matchups to keep an eye on, and what the keys to the game are for both sides sides of the field. But now we're going to take a quick break and come back and have Jeremy Warner kind of dive into what Illinois has changed from last season, what expectations they have, especially after a heartbreaker they just suffered against Indiana. Obviously, I know Virginia football – I'm not quite as knowledgeable about Illinois. So Jeremy is going to help us dive in deeper on them as Virginia travels to Champaign. So stick around. We'll be back in just a few seconds. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the good old podcast. Like I said before the break, this is going to be a true test for Virginia football. I hate to say this. It's the worst cliche in sports when you say this is a make or break game for a sports team. But when you look at Virginia's schedule, especially that second half, this game can kind of, it, it can help see how this team stacks up against other competitions. And it also can set the pace, set the mood for the rest of the season. So I don't want to say it's a make a break game, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty big game as far as looking at the trajectory of this team, because not only do you have a first road game of the Tony Elliott, but it's a first true test where you have, you know, Richmond, we had a lot of questions about talent wise, talent for talent. This is a very talented team, especially in the trenches, which is going to be a big, um, a big key to the game is who can win in the trenches. But also when you look at the schedule, they have ODU at home at Duke or oh, at Syracuse, then at Duke. And then they have Louisville at home. Th- that's a key stretch here to see how successful the season is going to be. And you want to kick it off right against Illinois because that second half of the season, we've talked about it at nauseum is a very tough schedule. Yes, they're all home, but when you're home slate after you travel to Atlanta, to face Georgia Tech, which is another tough road game. You have Miami, North Carolina, Pitt, and Coastal Carolina. That's four tough games on the road. Um, that first, those three ACC games. Wow, that's a that's a slate. Again, it's home, but again, that's a tough second half slate. And then you obviously end the season at Virginia Tech. So starting off right on the road against Illinois will certainly help with that. But enough about. Virginia, and enough of me talking. Let me bring in Jeremy Warner. We spoke a little bit on Wednesday evening. So here is our taped interview that we did. I'm joined here by Jeremy Warner. He writes all about Illinois football here on 24-7 Sports. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining us today. Thank you, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Looking forward to a a road game. This is going to be a different environment for Virginia. They've been They've been putting that Illinois Illinois fight song for two hours, Jeremy. It's been constant. The players have been saying that they go to sleep hearing that fight song. That's how much they're into this. How has the environment been over on your side? What is some what has been the buzz after that disappointing loss? Yeah, I think what Brett Bielma has brought to this program is a level of competency, a level of competitiveness that there hasn't been. Um, there were so many blowouts in the Tim Beckman and Lovey Smith era, right? I know Lovey got to a bowl game. He was a big name, obviously, with the Chicago Bears in the state, but uh, the, the results just didn't show on the field uh, for all but one year. Uh, and they were getting blown out of most of their games. And last year at the start of the year, Illinois had that a little bit with that Virginia game. But then after that Virginia game, they turned a lot of things around and every game except for Wisconsin was close after that. And Wisconsin is one of the best defenses in the country. So this year it was about turning those close losses into more close wins and to lose a game at Indiana, which was one of the weaker big 10 opponents on your team, on your schedule. It was a road game and the students showed up there. But to lose that game because of what you did and not what Indiana did was really frustrating uh, for the fan base and for for the team. Um, for, for Virginia fans that don't know, Illinois turned the ball over 
five times. Once at the end of the game, they were just trying to make a play, but three of those times were in Indiana territory, one at the goal line, one at the 20 yard line, one uh, around the 30 yard line. So they had so many opportunities to really win that game and, and step on Indiana's throat in the second half. And they weren't able to do it. They had, they had several penalties. They had several drops. Some of the things that Brett Bielma has tried to rid this program of, but it's the reason these are the, the reasons Illinois has been down for most of the last two decades kind of reared their ugly head. Um, so I can tell you, Jackie, you'll probably see it Saturday. I don't think attendance is going to be great because of that loss. I think they probably lost thousands of fans who want to believe in this team and a two and zero start, I think would have been one of their best crowds of the last couple of years. Uh, but you know, Illinois fans have just been beaten and beaten and beaten. So to lose that game uh, was pretty frustrating, but the players Brett Bielma says have responded well. Uh, he said they've texted him the next day and we're saying, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. And last year they bounced back from, from bad losses and, and, you know, turned them into wins the next week. They were two and five going into a game against Penn state, won that nine overtimes famously uh, lost to Rutgers, but bounced back and won a ranked game at Minnesota last year uh, and, and then lost their next week and were able to beat Northwestern. So um, all those things, they were able to bounce back now they got to prove it on the field. Seems like Virginia and Illinois have something in common where they shoot themselves in the foot that they don't have that killer instinct to put games away. It seems like both teams have struggled even from last year and UVA a little bit against Richmond too. Has that been something that has been discussed among a team when you kind of talk to them about getting that killer instinct? Yeah, I think for Illinois, it's just about finding a way to, to make that extra play at the end of games. Um, and, and most of it has been on the offensive side. Uh, defensively, ever since that Virginia game, Ryan Walters changed his scheme. He changed his personnel. Um, and, and they were one of the best defenses in the Big Ten. And they gave up 13 points in a loss to Purdue, but they gave up points on the final drive against Maryland. You know, the defense had been great the entire game. But in the last five minutes, Maryland scored 10 points, had one long drive. They weren't able to get that one extra drive. It was the same thing at Indiana where the defense was keeping Illinois in it the entire game. The offense wasn't able to cash in and the defense just gave up that one last drive where Indiana was able to score and, and drive the length of the field. So the defensive guy said, that's what we have to find a way to close. We have to strain a little bit harder, uh, but offensively, it's just, it's, it's really this season at least because they're moving the ball better and we can get into that later, but they're moving the ball better through the air. They can run the football, but they have to cash in in the red zone. They were three of five in red zone opportunities. They were unable to, to convert on a fourth and one. Wasn't a great play call. The OC owned up to it, but uh, they still got to find a way to, to cash in, whether it's the second or third down before that or the fourth down. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's cleaning up those things and just making uh, that one extra play. Uh, and Brett Bielma says you got to learn how to not to lose games before you can win games. Illinois still clearly took some strides in that last year with some close wins, but they still have more strides to make. And I think for a program like Illinois, Jackie, it's depth shows up at the end of games. Mm -hmm. Illinois looked tired. The, the defense looked tired by the end of the game. Uh, and, and Chase Brown, who's fantastic, he kind of wears out on some of these long drives. And when they put some of their backup running backs in because Josh McCray, their, their backup is injured, uh, it showed. Uh, they aren't nearly as good when Chase Brown is not on the field. I was going to ask you, that was my next question. You know, everyone talks about Chase Brown, which obviously you need to. That's something that, you know, Virginia just mentioned. We have to stop the run and everyone knows it's Chase Brown. But because of that injury, who's next in, the, in that running back group? 
Well, in Indiana, it was Chase Brown. They just kept going to me at 36 carries, and they know that's unsustainable, uh, but they felt like they needed to do that in that game. Reggie Love is a former top 500 prospect. Um, He was injured most of last year. He's kind of had nagging injuries. He does have some quickness, but he's just not as as fast. He he doesn't have as much acceleration. He doesn't have as much uh, toughness of breaking tackles as, as Chase Brown. I mean, Chase Brown is one of the best in the country that he can overcome blocking mistakes, which Illinois had a little bit on the interior. They returned both their starting tackles. Juco, Isaiah Adams has been really good. Start at left guard the first game, uh, but then he moved to left tackle the second game because Julian Pearl, their left tackle, was out. They have three really good offensive linemen, but center and right guard has been an issue, and those guys can, can make some communication errors, miss their blocks, uh, and that's been an issue. But Chase Brown can kind of outrun those. Uh, Reggie Love and, and Chase Hayden, another former highly ranked prospect, but has had some injuries in his career. Um, those guys aren't quite that. Josh McCray's 6'1", 240. He can break tackles because he's, he's, he's a monster, uh, but also because he's, he's got some wiggle to him as well. So um, yeah, that's been their guy, but that's a key moving forward because Josh McCray sounds like he's going to be out for a while. Uh, can they find another running back that can give Chase Brown a breather, make him more effective at the end of games, but not hurt you so much that you're, you're losing drives because you don't have Chase Brown in the game. And how has this offense changed with a new guy under center I'm guessing he he can, you know, DeVito can really hurt you with his legs as well as his arms. So I'm guessing he adds another depth to this offense that Virginia fans wouldn't have used from last season. Yeah. Last year, um, I know it's ACC fans know a little bit about Tommy DeVito. Um, and Art Sikowski was the guy at quarterback last year for Virginia. Isn't going to move much with his legs, kind of a stationary quarterback. Tommy DeVito is not that. He he can make plays with his legs, and he certainly did that against Indiana. He, he prolonged several drives. He had four first downs as a scramble, uh, scrambling and, and getting some extra yards. So that makes Illinois more dynamic there. Uh, but he's just been more efficient. And, and I, I want to mention – I think he and Barry Lonnie Jr., the new offensive coordinator who came from UTSA, who beat Illinois last year, um, 37-30 in Champaign the week before Illinois went to Virginia. Uh, Lonnie has a long history with um, Brett Bielma, but he's brought more of a modern twist on a pro-style offense. You're going to see more screen passes. You're going to see more shovel passes. You're going to see more quick hitters. Illinois was a very meticulous kind of slow developing passing game last year. That's not the case this year. And they have been able to move the ball um, through the air, but it's mostly through these short dink and dunk kind of things. What Ona hasn't been able to do consistently is get the ball down the field vertically. Um, I think he's six of 17, Tommy DeVito, but his receivers have had several drops, five against uh, Indiana, which is uncharacteristic for them. But um, this is a group that still needs to prove itself at wide receiver. They do not have the talent at wide receiver that Virginia has. But they are starting to move the ball. Isaiah Williams is a slot receiver, kind of a gadget guy. They'll get him the ball in space on the perimeter. He had 112 yards at, at Indiana. He's a former, you know, top two, four, seven prospect who had offers from Alabama, but he's a small guy, right? Um, Brian Hightower has emerged. Pat Bryan has emerged. Is some big physical guys, but they're just not straight line fast. So they have to be really pinpoint accurate uh, and not have drops to be really effective in the vertical passing game. And, and that's their next step as an offense is, is to prove that they can get those two or three downfield strikes to, to really uh, help their offense. So when you look at this game, what are some of the keys for Illinois to get back and bounce back with the win over Virginia? 
I think offensively, it's just cashing in on the opportunities you create. Uh, I, I think Virginia's defense still has things to prove, right? I, I think stopping the run is going to be challenging for them because Illinois is big and physical. They're a Big Ten team. They run the ball well. They have one of the best running backs in the country. And, and uh, you know, Brett Bielma just has a history of doing this, right? Um, they, they do have to throw the ball better. Uh, and, and, but I think they've done those things. They've done enough offensively to put themselves in position to score points. They just have to do it defensively. Their strength is in the secondary, uh, which is why I find this matchup great because it wasn't at this time last year when Illinois went to Virginia, but since then they had Kirby Joseph, who became a starter after that Virginia game, he was a top 100 draft pick. Tony Adams is in the NFL, but they have three other guys that they think can be in the NFL. Uh, Devin Witherspoon's one of the better corners in the Big Ten. Sidney Brown looks like Troy Palomalu, kind of plays like him. I'm not saying he's a first-round pick or Hall of Famer, but he, he's a college version of that. Um, is a strong safety that just lays um, lays some big hits uh, on people. And then Quan Martin's a very talented, versatile nickelback. Um, so I, I'm I'm fascinated by that matchup. Like I think Virginia's going to get some yards, but I think they're going to feel it. Uh, Illinois DBs hit really very really hard. But only needs more uh, sacks. They get they got good pass rush against Indiana, forced some incompletions. But there's a difference between an incompletion where it's just the same down and distance and a sack where you could really screw up somebody's drive. And you don't want to give Brennan Armstrong and that passing attack too many opportunities. So I think it's going to be really important for them to to get sacks. Their outside linebackers and linebackers have not made a lot of big plays. They do have two good defensive linemen. Johnny Newton was a wrecking crew against Indiana, had 10 pressures in that game. Keith Randolph's a future NFL player at 6'5", 300 pounds, and a really good athlete. Uh, But they got to get more big plays out of their second level, the outside linebackers and linebackers, because you just can't give Brennan Armstrong a clean pocket. We saw what he does with that last year, uh, and it didn't end up going so well for Illinois. But um, I, I think it's really important for them to bring him down several times just to end some drives because Virginia's going to score some points. They're going to get some yards. Uh, you just have to limit how many opportunities they have to do that. Yeah. It, it seems like both, both teams have sort of the same game plan. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. And when Illinois is trying to stop Brennan Armstrong, you've got Illinois trying to stop Chase Brown. So it seems like both teams have keyed on some, some pretty big things and both have some same questions on the defensive side of the balls about pass rush. Like I, like yep. we spoke to earlier, the pass rush on Virginia side wasn't great. They kind of did the same thing against Richmond. They forced incompletions, but didn't get sacks. So that that's the key for for both teams. So when you look at this matchup, Jeremy, what is your what is your gut telling you? Do you, do you think uh, Virginia's going to come in there with a win, or you think Illinois can bounce back? Yeah, it's always this is only the only part of the podcast people want to care about, right? This is the only thing that holds you to. They don't care about any of the other analysis. They don't care all about it. no. It's about prediction. Prediction. So I had Illinois winning against Indiana last week and I had 24-20. It should have been something like that, right? I usually keep to my I I do a big piece before the season predicting every game that's sure to go wrong. I know you probably do the same thing. Yeah. But it's just it's just for fun, right? But I don't change much of that the first couple of weeks of the season because I don't think you should the first two weeks we shouldn't overreact to. I think this is going to be a closer game. I think it's a toss-up game. I'm surprised Illinois is the favorite here. Um, I do think there could be reasons for that. Metrically, uh, they've played really well. They've just done the things you can't do if you want to win football games, or at least they did at Indiana. So I I think it's going to be a competitive game, but I I picked 28-24 Virginia. Before the season, I'm sticking with that just because it's Brennan Armstrong. He's he's the best quarterback uh, on the field. And, and maybe Tommy DeVito can, can show us different. Um, but I just still have more questions about 
Illinois' ability to score compared to Virginia's. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Ryan Walters and his defense, which has been so good, uh, keeps Virginia in the 20s. My question is just can Illinois score more than them at this point? Um, because I do think they're better offensively. I think they're way better defensively than they were last year. But they got to keep showing that they can win these close games. And, and coming after Indiana and just having – uh, you know, this Brennan Armstrong is the best quarterback they'll probably play all year. Um, Aiden O'Connell is pretty good at Purdue, but Brennan's just more dynamic. So that's why I keep siding with Virginia a little bit, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois finds a way to bounce back and win because they did that the last couple of weeks. And, and they just do things that Virginia still has to prove itself at, right? Running the football. Can Virginia do that against Illinois? I'm not sure. Uh, and can they stop the run? Um, so that's where I think Illinois has the advantage. I think Virginia has the advantage in, in winning experience and at the quarterback position. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is this was a hard one to kind of bounce back and forth. Preseason, I had UVA beating Illinois. After watching them against Richmond, I thought this is going to be a lot closer game than I thought just because some of the question marks you have at Virginia are, just happens to be Illinois' strength when they right. didn't stop the run so effectively against Richmond. I'm thinking, well, you're going to face one of the best running backs in the country the next week this might be a problem just a little bit. So, um, so I can see this is going to be a close game. I also am picking Virginia. I'm picking Virginia by one point because like you said, Brendan Armstrong, and because I'm more confident with Josh Ahorn starting at linebacker from the beginning, because we've seen how that defense changes with him and how he can stop the run more effectively. That's why I pick Virginia. So, well, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Jackie. Enjoy the game guys. And thanks again for Jeremy to join the show and kind of helping us dissect a little bit what this matchup will look like, especially on Illinois' end. So we get to get a, a better idea on what the strengths and weaknesses are of that team and what they're focused on as they prepare for Virginia. Like I told Jeremy, I think Virginia can sneak out a win. In my prediction for this game, I'm saying Virginia is going to beat Illinois 28-27. So definitely a close one. Um, I think they are matched up pretty well considering the strengths and weaknesses for both sides. So this is going to be a very big test for Tony Elliott and the Cavaliers. So thanks again for listening to our podcast. And if you continue to like what you're hearing, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. And I would appreciate if you go to either Apple or Spotify, rate us and leave us a review. So thanks again for tuning in and I hope you guys have a great rest of the week and we'll be right back here on Monday morning.